Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. The second question that we're going to tackle today is, I know God, now what? I know God, now what? We received hundreds of questions of people saying stuff like, hey Alex, I know God, but how do I begin to walk in my purpose? I know God, but what's my next step? Hey, I know God, but I'm feeling lost in my walk. Hey, what do I do next in my Christian journey? We, some of you asked this question so many times, right? We received it by different people. So we said, okay, let's tackle it all in one Sunday. And I believe that through this teaching today, we're going to be able to hit uh, all those people that were asking the similar type of question. And I'm excited about it. Today is going to be more of a teaching than a preaching. I want you to take out a pen, a notebook. I want you to take out your iPhone, your, your iNotes page, whatever. I want you to take a lot of notes. I'm going to try to teach a little bit today. You know, you know I like to preach, but I'm going to try to teach a little bit and help us get on our next step with Jesus. Go to Philippians chapter 3. Go to Philippians chapter 3. The book of Philippians. As you're going there, the book of Philippians is in the New Testament toward the back. It's a small letter that Paul wrote to a church in Philippi. And it's one of my favorite books. We're going to see just really quick what Paul says. As you're going there, can you look at your neighbor and tell him you look absolutely awesome this morning? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him they look awesome this morning. Tell them they have the most beautiful smile you've ever seen. If you're single, do it to both neighbors. <laughs> One of them might work. <laughs> Come on, look at the neighbor on the other side and tell them uh, Columbia's winning today. Just let them know Columbia's winning today. I'm married to a Columbia, so you know uh, to a Colombian, so you know I'm I'm rooting for Columbia all the way. You go, girl. It's they're gonna win today. Philippians chapter three. Our 1 p.m. service is going to be from 1 to 159, and then we're rushing home to watch the game. (laughs) Philippians chapter 3. If you're there, can you shout amen? Amen. If you don't have a Bible, no worries. We're going to put it up on the big screen as well. Paul, he's talking about his former life, and he's talking about all the things that he did before Jesus, who he was. Paul was a very well-known man and a very well-studied man, educated man. And look at what he says in verse 10. He says, I want to know Christ. He says, I want to know Jesus. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Become like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Look at verse 12. In fact, this is the the verse. You should underline this verse, highlight it. This is going to be the base verse for today. Paul says, not that I have already obtained all of this or that I have already arrived at my goal, but I what? But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Says I'm I'm pressing on. I'm not there yet, but I'm pressing on. Verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Come on, how good is that right there? What Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3. He's pressing on. He's, He's looking forward. Out of that today, we're talking about, I know God, now 
what. Come on, why don't we close our eyes, bow our head. Let's ask God to bless this time together as uh, we're going to try to unpack this question through the Bible and see what Jesus tells us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for another day where we can gather together as a community, as a family to worship you. God, we love you. Thank you for this church. God, thank you for all the babies that were dedicated. We believe they're future leaders of the world, God. And uh, as a church, we're committed to seeing generation after generation come by this house and point people to you, God. Thank you, God. God, for anybody that walked in discouraged, anybody that walked in with their head down, we pray that you lift up their head, open up their eyes, that they may see you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. God, give us strength today. Empower us to press on. And in Jesus' name, we're praying that Columbia is going to be empowered to press on and win today. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's people say, Oh, come on, all of God's people say, Oh, come on, 11 a.m., can you give Jesus a big shout of praise? Come on, give Jesus a big shout of praise. The other day, just last Monday, my wife asked me to go do uh, some grocery shopping. She needed to stay home and was taking care of some home stuff. And she's like, hey, can you go grocery shopping for me? And I need you to pick up a bunch of groceries. And obviously, as a good husband that I am, I said, uh, don't worry about it, baby girl. You go home and you just go home and relax, take care of it. Daddy's going to go take care of everything for you. (laughs) What you want? I'll get you whatever you want. Tell me what you want. I got you, boo, sugar foot. <laughs> My Colombian queen. <laughs> you want arepa de choclo? I'll bring it on. Whatever you want. <laughs> so I went to the grocery store. And let me tell you, I felt so accomplished because I went to the grocery store and I knew exactly what I was going for, right? I knew exactly. I had a list. I had made a list and Boom, boom, boom. I'm knocking it out. I'm going through every aisle, right? People are coming up to me that work at the grocery. Excuse me, sir. I got everything. I don't need your help. Thank you so much. But I am on point today. I'm just knocking it out, right? I knew where I was going. Have you ever gone somewhere and have no idea what to do next? I know there's times in my life where she's like, babe, can you go to the grocery store? I show up to Publix and I'm like, babe, what do you need? And she's not answering, <laughs> no text, no call, and I'm just waiting at Publix like, well, I'm just going to buy whatever I think. I mean, no, when you don't know what to do, you'll grab anything, right? You'll just start buying the whole supermarket. You, you show up with all these groceries, and it's like, why, why did you buy all this? I don't know. It just looked good. It called my name. I think we can eat it, right? And so I, I think all of us need to know what we need to do next in life. I think a lot of us, we're on a spiritual walk with Jesus, and we don't know what to do. Here's the problem. A lot of us, we know God, but we don't know what to do next. A lot of us, we know God. We know Jesus, but the problem is we don't know what to do next. What do I do in my walk with Jesus? I want to tell you today, all of us are on a spiritual journey. All of us are on a spiritual journey. Every single one of us, if you are here this morning and you know God and you know Jesus, you are on a spiritual journey. And it is not a sprint. It's a lifelong marathon. Right? We we are in the spiritual journey walking after Jesus. You don't have to get frustrated that somebody looks like they're more advanced than you. You don't have to get frustrated if you think you're not doing well. It's a journey. Enjoy the journey. Walk with Jesus. Get to know him. You are on a journey. And today we're going to give you some next steps that you can do in your walk with Jesus. 
Being a Christian is a lifelong journey, not a one-time destination. Being a Christian is a lifelong journey, not a one-time destination, right? It's not about getting to a destination. The Christian life is not about arrival. It's not about being saved and all of a sudden, yes, I can believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and now I have arrived. It is not about arriving. It's about constantly growing and going after Jesus and everything that he has for us. Every single one of us, we are somewhere along on the journey. Some are a little bit more advanced than others. Some have been on the journey for 10, 15 years. Some have been on the journey for 30, 40 years. Some have been on the journey for five months. Right here at this church at Calvary, we got a lot of people that just started the journey maybe within the last year. There's constantly new baby Christians around here all the time because we're an evangelistic church and we're all about reaching people for Jesus. I'm going to give you a number right now. When I say this number, I don't want you to give God a golf clap tournament. You know what I'm saying? I want, let's celebrate this. But just this year alone, from January to June, in six months, 1,437 people have made a decision to follow Jesus. Come on. Come on, that's a big deal. So many people making a decision to follow Jesus. Right? And so we got a bunch of baby Christians always around Calvary, right? Always. A bunch of people that just raise their hands, make a decision to follow Jesus, and they start this spiritual journey. So that maybe there's a lot of people that you just started the journey, or maybe there's a lot of people that are already advanced in the journey. It doesn't matter where you are. I want to tell you today, all of us have a next step. All of us have a next step. You have a next step in your journey with Jesus. You have a next step in your journey in your relationship with God. What is your next step? What is it that God has for you? All of us, we want to grow. All of us, we want to take these next steps in our walk. The thing is not just stay saved and sit back. No, it's to get saved, get to know God, grow in your relationship with God, and not just sit back and say, well, I'm saved, and that's it. You have a next step in your life. In fact, when you begin to take next steps, all of a sudden you'll find out, wait a minute, this isn't religion, this is relationship. I walk with Jesus not out of religion, but out of a relationship with God. I have a relationship with a God that I can talk to, that I can hear from, that I can get to know. He loves me. I love him. We are walking together, talking together. I am taking these next in my relationship with Jesus. All of us have a relationship. Philippians chapter 3, what we just read, this is Paul talking and and Paul speaking and he's telling all of us in the church in Philippi, but I really believe it it applies to all of us today. He's saying, hey, I've, I've had all these things. I've had all these things in my life. I, I was well-educated. He, was he, was, he wasn't just a Jew. He was a super Jew. Like, you know, he was well-educated. He had gone to the best schools under the best teachers, and he knew the law really well. But when he met Jesus, he says, whoa, wait a minute. None of that matters anymore. I want to know Jesus. And in Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 10, he, he begins to use these words like, I press on. I strain forward. He's talking about using energy and moving yourself forward. He's talking about stretching yourself. You need to stretch yourself. You need to move forward. You need to know where you are going. If you don't know where you're going, you might end up somewhere else. 
All of us, we need to know where we're going in our journey with Jesus. And he's saying, I know where I'm going. I have a goal. There's a goal line up ahead. I know where I'm going to cross that. I'm going to score a touchdown in my life. All of us, God wants us to advance in yards so that we get to the finish line. There's a marker for us. And he says, you need to cross that line in your life. I have a goal and a purpose for you. Paul says, I'm straining forward. Now, I looked at this and I said, wait, if Paul is stretching forward, this is an apostle. This is a pastor of pastors. He had like 50 campuses under him, 50 churches under him. If he has more and if God has more for him, then God has more for you and God has more for me. Anybody believe that this morning? Come on, God has more for us. I don't want to settle in my relationship with God. I don't want to settle in my relationship with Jesus. I don't just want to stay saved and sit back. I want to go after everything that God has for me. I want to go after God. I want to go after his, his promises. I want to go after his power. I want to go after everything that God has for me. I am going to stretch. I'm going to move forward. Come on, anybody want to move this morning? We're going to move forward. We are going to go after everything God has for us. So it's not just stay, it's not just saved and stay. Paul is telling us it's not just get saved and then just stay where you're at. Well, I, made a, I made a decision to follow Jesus. You know, I said the prayer after the pastor and I believe Jesus, he's my savior, I love him. It's not just saved and stay. Paul is saying there, there's more ahead. Paul is saying there's more for your life. Go after everything that God has for you. A lot of us, we get it confused. We're like, well, wait, wait a minute, do you mean I have to work for my salvation? No, that's not what I'm saying. Grace is a free gift from God. All of us were saved by grace. I'm going to get a little bit theological. The theology just means a study of God. I'm going to try to explain it to you this way. Look what the Bible says in Ephesians. If we could put it up, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9, it says this. God saved you by his grace when you believed. He saved you by his grace when you believe. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from who? Come on. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. It's plain and simple. Paul is saying you were saved because it is a gift from God. Anybody thankful for that gift from God? You didn't get saved because you looked cute on a Sunday morning. You didn't get saved because you behaved good for a week. You didn't get saved because you checked off a bunch of things on a list. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you've done. You could have been the smallest sinner or the biggest sinner. We're not saved by our performance. We are saved because God is good and it is a free gift from God. Come on, it's called grace. The opposite of that, you know what it is? It's religion. Religion says you need to work for salvation. Religion will tell you, well, you better behave so God can like you. <laughs> Come on, a lot of us, we grew up this way. It's like, well, if I behave bad this week, God doesn't like me. If I mess up this week, God is mad at me. And we enter church like this. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry, God. Don't strike me with a lightning bolt, right? You are saved by grace. It doesn't matter what you did this week. He already likes you. He already loves you. You can't earn it. You can't do anything for it. It is a free gift of God. Right? I'll put it to you this way. We are not saved because we are good. We are saved because God is good. This is why we're saved. So we receive salvation by grace. Now, now wait a minute. Let me show you another verse really quick. Go to Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, 12 and 13. Look at what Paul says in another letter to a church. He says, work hard. Wait a minute. I just got saved by doing nothing. And now you're telling me work hard. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. 
obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Whoa, wait a minute, minute, Paul. You're you're telling me two things. You're telling me salvation is a free gift from God. I don't have to do anything for it except just receive it. But now you're telling me work hard. Is it receive it for free or is it work hard for it? Don't confuse it. It's both God and it's both grace and work. Right? We receive salvation by grace. It is absolutely free. But after you receive grace and after you are saved, he's saying you better work to show off that salvation. It's not just receive grace and you're saved and I'm just going to sit here and continue living life however I want and there's no change in my life and I'm just going to continue on sinning and I'm going to continue living my life however I want. No, he said, wait a minute, you are saved by grace. Don't take advantage of that grace. Now show the world the grace that you have received and tell the world how good God is and keep moving forward and pressing on to what God has for you. He says, work hard. Show your salvation. I'll put it to you this way. I can't earn my salvation, but I can certainly show my salvation. I can't earn my salvation. Remember, we received it by grace. God has been good, awesome. It doesn't matter what I've done. He loves me. Awesome. You working harder is not going to make God like you more. He already likes you a lot. (laughs) You working hard and saying, I'm going to read my Bible. Maybe if I read my Bible 30 times today, oh my God, God will like me more. You can't work to earn God's favor. Right? Your behavior is not going to earn more of God's love. He loves you already more than you can imagine. That's why he saved you by grace. But now work hard to show off that salvation. Work hard to go after God. Work hard to show off everything that God has done in you. What does that mean? Keep going after God. Keep going after his promises. Don't be stuck in sin. Don't be a slave to sin. Go after God with everything that he has for you. And so today it's all about works. Right, a lot of people say, well, you guys are always talking about grace. That church is that feel-good church, right? Well, what's the opposite? You want to come in here and feel bad? That's not, that's not who God is. God is a good God, and even when he convicts me, the Bible says it's his goodness that brings us to repentance. Right? I'm convicted of my sin, but then I realize, wait a minute, even in my sin, God loves me, and he's willing to forgive me and change my life. And because he's so good, I'm leaving sin behind, and I'm going after everything that God... Come on, is this helping somebody? Go after God. Go after what he has for you. Today, it is all about works. Come on, today we're going to work it out. I don't know if you didn't stretch before coming to church, but today we're going to work it out. Tell your neighbor, we're working it out today. Come on, it's all about receiving and working. Receiving and work. Come on, somebody do this with me. Receiving, working. Receiving, work. Come on, you better stretch. Hit your neighbor right now. Come on. Receive, work. You got to work. We're going after God for everything that God has for us. I pulled the muscle really quick, right? We're going after everything. We're stretching. We're straining forward, right? I know God. Now what, right? I want to give you three things that I think can help you. Number one, you need to grow in your relationship. You need to grow in your relationship. What does that mean? You need to grow in your relationship with God. You need to know God, and you need to grow in your relationship with the community around you. Look what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2. Verses 2 and 3, if we could put them up there. Like newborn babies, they crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Peter's saying you need to grow up in your salvation. Whoa. In other words, don't stay like a little baby. Don't stay just saved. Don't just stay there in your seat, warming up a seat for the rest of your life. He's saying you've been saved. Now begin to grow in that salvation. 
Like a little baby wants milk, he says, crave the good things. Now that you know the Lord is good, go after more of God. Right? I'll tell you this thing. Your cravings are important. That means your decisions are important. Your decisions are important. Right? I'm trying to help somebody today, right? What the decisions that you make in your life are extremely important for your life. Right? If you got saved and you decided to follow Jesus and you're like, Jesus is my Lord, my Savior. I did the prayer, all that. I got the Bible. Amazing. Awesome. I believe in my heart. Right? But you keep hanging around wrong people. You keep having wrong conversations. You keep watching things you're not supposed to do. Your decisions are important. Crave the spiritual milk that is going to help you grow in your salvation. Say, I'm leaving some things behind. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I am now free in Jesus Christ. I'm going to crave the good things of the Lord. I'm going after God. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to worship. Come on, I'm going to hear from heaven. You need to grow in your salvation, right? What does God have for you? You need to grow in that. I would say one of the first things that you need to do is that you need to be healed and delivered. You need to be healed and delivered. What do you mean, Alex? What does it mean, healed and delivered? Well, when God took the Israelites out of Egypt and he brought them over to the promised land, he took them out of Egypt, but then he had to take Egypt out of them. A lot of us were slaves to sin before Jesus. The Bible says we were dead in our sin. He saved us. We, we did the prayer. We became, if you haven't made the prayer today, I'm going to give you an opportunity after the end of the service. He saved us from sin. He took us out of sin. Hey, you're no longer a slave. But to some of us, there's still some slave stuff inside of us. You're not a slave, but you keep acting like a slave to sin. There's still some things inside your heart. You're probably no longer in Egypt, but there's some Egypt inside of you that needs to come out. Right? There's still some mannerisms. There's still some character issues. There's still some stuff in there that is just like, oh, oh, yeah, I've been following Jesus for 25 years, but I'm still hung up on some stuff from 35 years ago. Get that stuff out of your heart. Paul says we are no longer slaves. No longer slaves, right? We need to be healed and delivered. Well, how do I get healed and delivered? Well, the Bible says in the book of James, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. You may be healed. Get in a connect group. Get some community around you. Yes, it's confess your sins to God, but as you get around some friends, you can say, man, I had a bad week. I messed up this week. You start doing that, God's going to bring some healing in your life. We have an amazing ministry here on Monday nights called Celebrate Recovery. You come on Monday nights. doesn't matter what you have in your life. It is one of the most open, free spaces in the world where you're going to find some healing for your soul. Right? Don't be ashamed of it. We all have issues. <laughs> Every single one of us, don't think that there's one person in here that is absolutely perfect. Nobody is perfect. We all have issues. We need to be healed and delivered. Come on, let's get Egypt out of our heart. Second thing you need to do is you need to be discipled and equipped. You need to be discipled and equipped. It's not just knowing Jesus. Now it's getting discipled. Wait, wait a minute. Somebody teach me the ways of God. Somebody teach me what else I need to do in my, my walk. Somebody tell me what I need to do. About. Get around some people that are going to help you grow in your relationship with God. But you need to grow because everything that has life grows and everything that grows changes. You need some changes to be happening in your life. You can't talk the same. You can't walk the same. You can't watch the same things. You can't act the same way. You can't keep having that attitude you used to have. You can't keep snapping on people there needs to be some change that Jesus is doing on the inside of us and guess what it's called sanctification and it's going to be a lifelong journey <laughs> right it's not that all of a sudden you're going to get saved and you're going to be perfect tomorrow that's not true 
It's called sanctification. What it means is that from the moment you receive Jesus to the moment you pass away and you meet him on the other side, he is sanctifying you for that period of time. He is setting you apart. He's working in you. He's working on your heart. He's working on your attitude. He's working on your character. He's changing you. All of a sudden, you're going to begin to look back. You're like, whoa, I'm not the same person I used to be. Well, wait a minute. I met Jesus 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, I had so many issues. about. I still do. <laughs> but I'm not the same person I used to be. Whoa. God is so good. He's been healing me. He's been delivering me. He's been discipling me, equipping me, not just him, but a community of people around me. You got to grow in your relationship. Get to know God. That's why last week's message goes hand in hand with this one. Hear God's voice. Hear the voice of heaven. What does God want to do in your life? The most important step for growing in your relationship is obedience. If you don't obey, you're not going to grow. God's going to tell you, hey, you shouldn't do that. Ah, God, I got it. Hey, don't go that route. Ah, God, I got it. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I want to, God wants nothing but blessings for you. He loves you. He's a father. He wants to bless your life. As a church, we love you. We want to help you, but you need to obey. Obey what God is saying in the word. Hey, you know what? That habit that you have, that addiction that you have, it's not good for you. I got it under control. <laughs> Come on, how many know we can be stubborn? Come on. Obey. Obedience is going to help you grow. Number one, grow in your relationship. Number two, know your purpose. Know your purpose. Know why you are here. Know why you are here. Look what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2. He says, for we are God's workmanship, right? Created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works. Somebody say good works. Good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Right? That means that since you were created, before you were born, since God thought of you, he already had plans for your life. He already had a purpose for your life. Paul is saying in the book, of, you are God's workmanship. God created you for a purpose. Know why you are here. Don't just live for anything. You need to know your purpose. You need to find something to live that's bigger than yourself. You need to say, wait a minute, I live for something bigger than me. If you don't know your purpose, then your problems will make you drown. But if you know your purpose, you have something to live for in spite of your problems, in spite of the trials, in spite of the tests. I got purpose. I'm not stopping. This thing's not going to hold me. God made me for a reason, for a purpose, by design. I'm living for something greater. You got to know your purpose. All of us have purpose. You know how many people are living today that say, I got no purpose in my life? It is said, a recent statistic came out that said 87% of people don't know why they were created. 80%, 87% of us don't know why we were created. Only 13% know their purpose. 13% said they know why they were created and they know why they're living. 87% say, I don't know why I'm here. In an interview after Elvis Presley's, Elvis Presley's death, they, they interviewed Priscilla and she, she said that he wasn't fulfilled in his life. At one point, this man had, they said, one billion fans around the world. The king of rock and roll, right? And she often, he, he often told her that, he said, my life was made for more than rock and roll. He says, I, I think I was made for more. I think I should be telling people about Jesus. I think I should be giving people hope and good news. But because he wasn't fulfilling his purpose, 
she said that he used the stage to distract himself from it. So he would go up on the stage to forget that he wasn't fulfilling his purpose. I wonder how many of us we're getting in the stage of our life to forget the purpose that God has made for us. I just go to work. Monday's my, Monday's my stage. I'm just going to go to the office and lock myself there. Life is all about, you know, survival. Life is all about paying bills and raising a family. I'm just going to do life. God didn't create you to live in survival mode. He crea created you to live in significant mode. That you were made for a significance, for a purpose, for a plan. Know your purpose. Alex, how do I know my purpose? Look what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Verses 11 through 12. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It's in him. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. If you want to know your purpose, get to, get to know the one who put purpose in you. Got to get to know God. We try to make it really easy for you here at Calvary, right? We'll make it really easy. We have this thing called Grow Track. It's every single Sunday. One In fact, if you come to Calvary, this is your home and this is your church. You, come in, you know that this is the one thing we announce every single Sunday because it is extremely important. And it makes it extremely easy for you to find out your purpose. It's four weeks. You go at 1 p.m. to the cafe. On top of that, we got free pizza. Anybody love pizza? Come on, it's amazing. But for four weeks, you go there for about 45 minutes to an hour. And you're going to take some simple classes for you to find out everything that God has for you and how God has designed you. In fact, in step three, today's step four. You can start today. You can start next week. Just jump in there at 1 p.m. In step three, we have a personality test. Who are you? Why are you like this? Why do you have those mannerisms? Why do you have those things? Why do you have those tendencies? Why do you create them? Right? We have a personality test. And we also have a spiritual gifts test. What are your spiritual passions? What are your spiritual gifts? What are you good at? Why has God gifted you a certain way? We want to find out your personality, right? Because everybody was designed different. We're not all carbon copies. God made you with a certain personality for a reason. You need to find out your design because if you find out your design, you will find out your destiny. Find out why God made you and then find out what are your spiritual gifts. But you need to know your purpose. Go to Growth Track every Sunday. Just be all in. I told you last Sunday. Come on, at church, we're going to help you grow through this series. We're going to help you get to know God. We're going to help you take some next steps. I want you to take a step with God and see what God's going to do in your life. Don't think that God just has you on the sideline. Don't think that God doesn't want to use you. There's a purpose for your life. You need to take some next steps. We're here for you. We're on a journey. It's a family together going after Jesus. Get in growth track. Get in a community group. Know your purpose. You were designed for a reason. You need to grow in your relationship. You need to know your purpose. Number three, last and finally, you need to move in your gifting. You need to move in your gifting. I think a lot of us, we feel, we feel lost or we feel like we're not, we're not taking next steps. And it's because we're not walking in the very thing that God created us. A lot of us, we just come Sunday after Sunday or we live life just working a nine to five, 40, 50 hours, 60 hours a week. And we say, Alex, I'm lost in my relationship with God. I'm, what do I do now? I have no idea what to do. I really believe that a lot of us were feeling that way is because you're not moving and walking in the thing that God created you. Grow in your relationship with God. Know your purpose and then begin to walk in that purpose. God made you for a reason. God made you for a purpose. You need to begin to walk in that purpose. A lot of people think that 
a relationship with God, you need a mic in your hands and you need to be up on a platform. Can I tell you, this is not the end goal for a lot of us. Some of us can make a difference in the very house that we live, in the very neighborhood that we live, in the very job that we're in, in the very same street that we are in. Come on, we can make a difference wherever we are. My purpose, my gift was made for more than just the mic. It was made to impact the city. It was made for so much more. You need to move in that gifting. You need to be able to walk in that purpose. Find out your purpose and then move in that gifting. God didn't create you and God didn't save you just to warm up a seat at Calvary every Sunday. And as a church, we want you to find out that purpose and we want you to walk in that purpose. Maybe you're in here and you're like, maybe I'm, I'm a pretty good teacher. And maybe your thing is that one day you're going to be teaching. You're going to be teaching Grow Track. You're going to be teaching Connect Groups. Maybe one day you'll be teaching on a platform. But maybe you're like, Alex, no, I, I really like to sing, but I only sing in the shower because I'm afraid people might hear it and think I don't sing. Well, come on, let's hear you sing. Let's go through Grow Track if that's your passion and you got a voice and you got the talent and maybe your thing is to sing for God. Maybe you're like, ah, my thing is not singing. I, I really like electronics. I like being behind a board. I like being behind electronic stuff. Well, maybe you can help out our media team. Get behind a computer, get behind a camera, right? We're gonna help you find your purpose and we don't, we don't want you to be good just for church. We want you to be good and excel outside the church. We're gonna equip you and we're gonna help you walk in your gifting. I know people that found out their gift in the church and now are making an impact around the world. Right? But you need to move in that gifting. A lot of us say, well, my, my little gift, what is it going to do? My little gift, how is it going to help anybody? Ah, it's the preacher that has the main job. Says who? Just as much as we need somebody up here talking about Jesus, we need somebody to hold up a camera, we need somebody to turn on the sound, we need somebody to turn on the lights, we need somebody to open up a door, we need somebody welcoming cars up in the entrance. Every single part is important and we are all part of the same body and we're building up the church of Jesus Christ so that people can know his name. Come on, we're going to grow, we're going to know, and we're going to move in our gifting. Get up on your feet. Come on, all across this place. Today I want you to grow, I want you to know, and I want you to move. Come on, as we get up on our feet with every eye closed, every head bowed all across this place. We often say here around Calvary that what I'm a part of is bigger than the part that I play. In other words, the part that I play is not important. What's important is what I'm a part of. What I'm a part of is bigger than the part that I play. I'm a part of something bigger. I'm living for a bigger thing than myself. I'm, I'm living for a greater part. I'm part of a big community. I'm part of a big family. And we're telling the world about Jesus. And we're making a difference. And we're feeding the homeless. And we're helping human trafficking survivors. And we're helping missionaries around the world. And we're going out to every street. Every single part plays a role. You need to grow in your relationship. You need to know your purpose. And then you need to move in your gifting. Today, I think a lot of people are going to go from sitting to moving come on with every eye closed every head bowed all across this place I, I really felt that right now so many people are going to go from sitting to moving today I don't know what you need to do get, get on growth track join dream team go, go to the white tent outside that black tent whatever's out there go out there and say talk to somebody with a welcome home shirt and say hey I need to join dream team I need to start sir, I know my purpose already I need to start moving my get today go from sitting to moving grow in your relationship with God I designed you specifically for a purpose and for a plan. But every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I don't know God. I'm far from God. Whether you're in the auditorium or in additional seating. 
every eye closed every head bowed if you're in here you're saying Alex I don't know God I'm I'm far from God I don't even know if God wants anything to do with me I've messed up too much I've, I've done wrong things God probably loves my mom or God probably loves the people around me but he doesn't love me I'm gonna tell you he loves you doesn't matter where you've been doesn't matter what you've done God loves you it's grace it's what we were talking about just a moment ago doesn't matter where you've been he loves you you can't behave your way into heaven he's giving you heaven as a free gift because he loves you the Bible does say that we are all sinners I'm a sinner you're a sinner all of us were sinners and the Bible says that sin separates us from God God can't be with sin so he sent his son Jesus Jesus came and he grabbed all of your sin my sin all of our flaws all of our mistakes the Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders Jesus went up on a cross and he died for the sins of humanity he died for my sins he died for he died for your sins Jesus died there on that cross he went down to a grave he was dead for three days but after three days death and sin could not defeat him he resurrected from the dead and Jesus he's alive today we believe that with all of our heart he's changed our lives he gave us a brand new beginning he's the hope that you've been looking for he's the peace that you're desperately in search of today Jesus he wants to become your Lord your Savior he wants to give you life he wants to give you forgiveness come on with every eye closed every single eye closed every head bowed for privacy and concentration nobody looking around if you're here today and you say Alex I need Jesus Alex today I need a brand new beginning today I need a brand new start I'm tired of the way I'm living life I don't know him I want I want to grow my relationship with him I don't want to know my purpose I, I want to move in my gifting it begins with a relationship with God today if you're saying Alex that's me I need a brand new beginning I need forgiveness for my sins I want to receive that grace that's free with every eye closed every head bowed I'm gonna to count to three when I count to three I want you to raise your hand right where you're at I'm not gonna embarrass you I'm not gonna put you on the spot none of that every eye closed every head bowed I want you to raise your hand right there where you're at hold it up just for a second I'll just see you acknowledge you and then you can put it right back down one two three raise your hand all across this place raise it up as high as you can can I just see you for a second I see you 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 amazing amazing I see you awesome awesome anybody in additional seating I see you back there amazing anybody else you raise your hand all over this place if you're watching online hearing on the radio you make this decision as well with every eye closed head bowed I'm gonna say a simple prayer and all of you who raise your hand I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart all we're doing through this prayer is admitting that we're sinners and we're asking God to come into our life and forgive us. And today we're going to start brand new relationship with God. Repeat after me with all you got. In fact, let the whole church, let's all say this together as a family. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. That you died for my sins and on the third day you resurrected come into my life be my lord and be my savior i am saved i'm forgiven and i'm healed in jesus name amen amen and amen come on calvary oh come on can we give them a big hand every single person that made a decision come on